0: A Democratic Republic of Sports. The Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville hosts Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome in to the Sportsocracy, Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green, in the Wicked Weed Studio, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. It's Threadbare Thursday. Anything you want talked about, just shoot it to us there in the comment section. Be sure to like, share, and follow if you have not already the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. And uh, yeah, yesterday we had a good day down in Tampa Bay as the uh, the, the the boat caravan uh, came through. Yeah, Tom Brady did his best Jeremy Green impression. It was great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this, though. Uh, even though he has all the money in the world to be able to pay for a drunk like that, I don't think he had to pay a whole lot. Nope. Um, uh, because I'm thinking he probably had three drinks.
1: Yeah, Tom Brady's the 43-year-old guy that gets to go drink with his buddies
0: once a year, and it shows. <laughs> right. Tom was good in the
1: house coming off that boat.
0: Oh, he had to be carried off the boat. Who was it was that was carried in Cameron Bright, Ryan He's Griffin. A, Ryan Griffin.
1: I thought it was just some... Ra- it was much funnier to me when it wasn't a player. I thought they had actually employed a guy. You, Your whole job today <laughs> is to carry Tom off the boat. <laughs>
0: I imagine. Yeah, I imagined it was like a, a PR guy or something. It did not look like a professional football player. Nope. <laughs> the guy looked way smaller than a professional football player. But apparently, it was Ryan Griffin that was carrying uh, Tom Brady off of the uh, off of the dock. And then, did you he hear? He and Rob Gronkowski were so drunk that they couldn't address the crowd when they actually because they did the flotilla. Down to a private dock where they had the you know the usual setup where everybody does their postseason speeches and Rob and Tom could not speak. I wish they had let them speak. That would have been the greatest speech in the history. You
1: know well, I love you guys because you're just, you're the best. 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 <laughs>
0: Exactly I Super Bowl trophies, and then
1: I could just see Rob Gronkowski, Stone Cold Steve Austin, two beers. <laughs> right? I can't uh, believe how many people was... were mad at Tom for getting plowed.
0: Uh, why? I don't know. Because he's supposed to be Mister Clean Cut, you know, never gets drunk kind of guy. Like, uh, I mean, this is a guy who eats celery for every meal of his life, which has negative calories. Just so you know, <laughs> don't know if you do that or not, but it does. <laughs> right. On his TB12, 275 calorie a day diet. Yeah, you know what that diet consisted of yesterday? Eight four beers. Rob Gronkowski's no, no. was eight forty beers. No, what was he? He was had uh, avocado, avocado vodka or something. was that? Oh, <laughs> avocado on. tequila. I don't Even know. when
1: Tom gets drunk, his drunk is lame. <laughs> I wish he had just said, I've been shotgunning rock gut whiskey since about noon. Judge me.
0: Right, he buys the only liquor that you can get at Whole Foods. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Uh, It was some way, it was a way tequila. Which, you know, if you're familiar with uh, the the ABC rules, or lack thereof, down in Florida, I mean, you can buy liquor at any store. Yeah. Because they do it right. You can actually buy
1: liquor in most elementary schools in Florida, from what I understand. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I did enjoy the speeches, though, yesterday, uh, especially Bruce Arians being completely non-filtered with all of his uh, Bud Light. the first light- thing I've
1: ever liked about Bruce Arians. In
0: all his Bud Light glory, steps up onto the stage and just, you know, throwing shade at the Kansas City Chiefs, talking about, oh, we're not running back. That's Kansas City's bullshit. We're gonna. That's not our bullshit. Our bullshit's going to be win another one. Like, somebody needs to work with you on your slogans. When another one's not a great one. Uh, yeah, and neither Pat is Riley. no risk it, no biscuit. Can, you, can we get some PR team on this? Work out some new slogans for this team? Yeah, call Pat Riley. He's real good at
1: them. Uh, <laughs> he's trademarked like 11 of them. I did enjoy that Bruce Arians apparently just forgot the salary cap's a thing. He, he looked at everybody and went, you're not going anywhere! <laughs> I don't know how we're going to pay you, but will you accept payment in beers?
0: <laughs> he interrupted every speech of every guy that could possibly leave in the offseason and said, You're going nowhere.
1: He turned into a, 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 what was Randy Savage's character in uh, Ready to Rumble? You're going nowhere. Buzzsaw, I got you for three minutes.
0: No, that was Spider Man. That was in was the Spider Man movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. Yeah, in the Spider Man movie. Randy Savage did
1: way too many movies for a guy that nobody could understand him speak. Spicy hot take. Nice. Threadbare Thursday. <laughs> Hashtag birds aren't real.
0: There are all, uh, all the theories going on around right now about how Tampa Bay can keep everybody and it's not going to happen. I, uh, think, yeah. I, I think there's a lot that they can keep. And apparently we've got a new, uh, a new player that wants to join Tom Brady <laughs> yeah, uh, to win Super Bowls. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I'm a 35-year-old running back. I can win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Yeah, it, uh, apparently Adrian Peterson sent this to Tom Brady, and
1: I, spicy hot take, I have, rec- I, I have seen the text messages. I know
0: what Tom Brady said. Uh, new phone, who this?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. I don't care. No, his, his text message was, y'all aren't going to have LaShawn back next year, right? By the way, take his spot. Can we stop with
1: the Lashawn McCoy has retired thing? I've seen that like fifty times. This is not that hard to figure out. We have Twitter. Everybody has a little check mark. If you don't see it from a check mark, stop reporting it. (sighs) I've wanted to say that for two days, and it finally there was finally a reason. Okay, Lashawn McCoy, who has won two Super Bowls in a row and not played one fucking snap in either one of them. Congratulations on that, by the way. Right. Uh, it, it, there has been widespread speculation that LeSean McCoy retired. No, he didn't. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to. Right. He just hasn't
0: yet. I mean, he needs to. Uh, there's, agreed. There's not a place. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be spending money on him uh, in the all well, Tampa season. Bay's not. They're going to be like, here's your ring, now go away. Yep. We
1: have uh, we we have other running backs and, that
0: and now and now we'll snaps. bring in another Hall of Famer and uh, Adrian Peterson can be our fourth running back. I'm gonna bet you don't. You don't think so? No.
1: Well, you know why? Because Adrian Peterson's 806 years old. Only- Although you know, now that I think about it. A lot of older people do retire to Tampa Bay to. I'm not gonna finish to win that. Super Bowls. That's not what I was gonna say, but sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> That's much
0: nicer than what I was gonna say. <laughs> Uh, the discount deals begins again with Tom Brady. Everybody wants to be a part of a winner, and what makes greater sense at the later stages of your career than taking less money to win a title? I think they'll be able to you know, they'll be in the discussion again next year, and I'm interested to see where this goes. I still think Chris Godwin is the odd man out of oh, all of the free agents, the impending free agents that Tampa Bay has. I don't think you're going to be able to pay Chris Godwin enough. I mean Chris was, you know, gracious yesterday when Bruce Arians came on the stage and looked at him and told him, "You're not going anywhere either." And he laughed and he raised his hands and yeah, he'd, he'd, he's looking at that paycheck going, mm, "No. No. Don't think so." I know. I think I can cuz I mean, we talked price tags the other day. What's his price tag? 17 Chris Godwin? Yeah. 17 uh, million.
1: The problem with Chris Godwin is there's a lot of receivers that are free agents. Mhm. Uh, you got Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, let's see, Alan Robinson, Will Fuller. It's not going as high as you think it is. But then again, nobody's going to be as high as you think about. True,
0: true. <laughs>
1: nobody has any money. This is, this is like going to a hippie festival and all oh, they're selling beers. Well, nobody
0: has any money. Right. So what are you going to do? Barter your hair? I, it doesn't work that way. Uh, I've seen speculation or predictions putting Chris Godwin with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars as the number one to DJ Shark and obviously Trevor Lawrence throw into him. Would you like that fit? Uh, no, because they already have a slot guy. LaVisca?
1: Yeah. I, I, if Receivers are not the problem in, in uh, Jacksonville. I will say if Orlando Brown doesn't wind up as the left tackle of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, you did it wrong. I didn't realize I was breaking something yesterday. I thought that was common knowledge. Apparently, it was not. Yeah, Orlando Brown has officially requested a trade. Uh, Stephen Tao, that was widely known, right? Like, Ian Rappaport reported it like, oh, breaking news, Orlando Brown. I knew that shit a week ago. Like, I said that as an afterthought on this show yesterday. Mm -hmm. Then I saw Ian Rappaport's tweet and went, maybe I should have put more into that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He got credit for breaking the news.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, I said that four fucking hours ago. <laughs> right. Okay, Stephen House said, yep, people are done. Thank you. Just wanted to make sure that all the Ravens fans knew that. And I didn't miss an opportunity <laughs> to be a spicy hot sports day guy.
0: <laughs> Alex Sanders says, do you guys think that Galladay will take a smaller contract to stick with Stafford to NLA? There's people chiming about it, and I'm like, hell no. <laughs> Not no, but hell no. Because they don't have the cap to do it.
1: Uh, I don't know how the Rams are going to field the team because their cap looks like a minefield right now. Kenny Galladay is a guy that I don't really know what the market for him's going to be. You just had a really weird contract year where you were hurt, mm-hmm. and then it was well, oh, maybe you're not as hurt as we say you are, but you're trying to you know take care of yourself. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Galladay's the one I don't have a good read on. One of them is going to end up with the Jets. I can tell you that definitively. Mm-hmm. The report came out yesterday that they're very interested in Juju Smith schuster and Will Fuller, uh, which is like saying we're very interested in uh, a, a porterhouse and avocado ice cream. I really hope it's the former and not the latter. I have zero interest in Will Fuller.
0: That far apart, okay?
1: Yeah, n- no interest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, he doesn't have the greatest of track records. Guess, uh, no. So. Uh according to uh Spot Track, the Rams are twenty five million over the cap mm-hmm. for next year. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be
1: uh I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be LA. LA has the weapons. L- LA is good there. The problem is they need to draft really well on the offensive line good thing for that is this is a good draft to need that mm-hmm. because there's a lot in later rounds. So, I don't know with Galladay. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around a, a place that I actually think he would fit.
0: Well, it's good for the wide receivers. All of the wide receivers are in this next free agent class because all of the teams that have the most money are all teams that need wide receivers. Uh, yeah, my, uh. Miami Dolphins <laughs> is the one that's
1: screaming at me.
0: Uh, you got the Dolphins, but, but like the top four in cap space next year. According to what I'm looking at, Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Jets, Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots. All of them should be in the market for a wide receiver. Well, if
1: you're a wide receiver, I'd probably like to know who's throwing to me in New England before I can Well, yeah.
0: It. I mean, I'm not saying. Is it's it going to so.
1: be Cam again? Because <laughs> if it's Cam again, you're going to have to pay me a lot. I'm out. Because frankly, I Because, frankly, I haven't played shortstop since oh. I was in middle school, and I don't really want to catch grounders.
0: No, everybody knows that it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh shit, Michael Whiteside on our YouTube channel. If you're
1: not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go to YouTube, backslash the Sportsocracy, subscribe there. Uh, We're going to be doing some cool contests, the March Madness contest we'll be announcing on YouTube in the coming days. Uh, We have uh, have partnered with a group that has a really, really cool March Madness idea that we will be using on this show. Uh, Larry Flint died.
0: Yeah, saw that.
1: That is, but, but no. By the way, I was today years old when I actually saw what Larry Flint looked like. I didn't know that. Okay. He was Woody Harrelson in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the People versus Larry Flint is one of the few movies I've ever actually watched in my life.
0: And it was good. Yeah. So you're all you tore up about that. Hey, Larry
1: Flint did some good. He did some less than good too,
0: but <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna disagree for the square. Yeah. Do you want me to go down this path?
1: (laughs) What? There's not one of us that can say they have not been, their life has not in some way been affected by Larry Flint. (laughs) And if you 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 tell me you
0: haven't, you're a dirty damn liar. Thank you for saying it that way, because I was afraid. You you should have been terrified of what (laughs) I was getting ready to say. Because it could have been markedly worse. (laughs) Godwin will play for the Patriots. Unfortunately, Julian Edelman will be in Tampa. Um, Uh, I agree with you. I don't know how unfortunate that is, though. I mean, he's just an ancillary piece at that point. And it's not like he's going to cost a whole lot of money. He's going to be another one of those guys that, you know, agrees to play for a million and a half for a season just so he could try to. What was it? We're going to win two? Yeah. I almost said run it back. We're going to go for two. Go it's not, we're going
1: for Area two. said that's we're it. going for two. Going for two. Real creative, no risk it, no biscuit. Hashtag, go for two. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ah, the comments on YouTube are funny. <laughs> Anybody else see that? There we go. I'm not going to repeat it because Gina Carano has taught me that you can't really say things like that and not get fired. Gina, you have a spot right here anytime you want it. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Should use better choices of words. <laughs> we'll have to have a talk about that. But you have a spot with us anytime you want it.
0: Yeah. Um, today is the day that I have. Uh, I have predicted that I think we'll hear a. Uh, we'll hear an announcement from Drew Brees. We were, uh, we were expecting. You could very well be right. We were expecting that announcement at any moment. They said that before the Super Bowl happened, and I believe that he was just waiting for Tom to have his day. And Tom got to have his parade yesterday, and I think Drew will probably make his announcement today. Um, so we'll, we'll be able to talk about that breaking news, hopefully, this afternoon on the ESPN Asheville show. Um, breaking news. <laughs> I just want to plant my flag <laughs> on that. And then, uh, and then we'll have the Carson Wentz news coming out after that. To the so, Indianapolis Colts for the 21st pick of the draft. <clears throat> just as <laughs> Jeremy say? predicted. Not coming off of it.
1: You can keep throwing misinformation. You can keep throwing shade. I've heard what I've heard, and I'm sticking to it.
2: That's fair. Just like
1: John McClain yesterday. I don't know that I've ever been that happy for a beat 77-year-old beat writer to agree with me. Mm-hmm. John McClain works for the Houston Chronicle. He's one of the most connected Houston Texans reporters on earth, and he basically said if the Texans are going to t- trade Deshaun Watson, which they currently have no interest in doing, it will be to the New York Jets. I have said that so many times that the words have lost
0: all meaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, of the group of teams that have the most money going into this offseason, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts are by far the closest team to being relevant, to being competitive between the Jaguars, the Jets, the Patriots, Bengals, Broncos.
1: I think, I think a lot of these teams that have money are going to be more competitive next year than you think. I have this funny feel. We talked about this yesterday. The NBA right now has six teams with single-digit losses. The average team's played 24 games. Mm-hmm. I not you to think about what I just said. There are like 17 teams that are, between, uh, that are between 500 and two games over 500, or two games below 500. I could very easily see the NFL looking strikingly like that next year. You have one really bad team, which I think is the Lions. I think the Lions are going to be god-awful. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Jaguars are going to be better. You're gonna have. I mean, having Trevor Lawrence instead of Mustachio is. I mean, that that's enough of an improvement that you're going to be markedly better, right? I mean, so what? What is Jacksonville? Five and eleven. Worst mm-hmm. case scenario, mm-hmm. the Jets. Uh, the Jets are going to be markedly better no matter who no matter who their quarterback is, because you're gonna have weapons for Sam. Worst case scenario, you add two ones in the draft, which I think would be probably Devontae Smith and Travis Etienne or maybe Najee Harris, depending on which one you like better,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and you run that with, let's say Juju Smith-Schuster, J- Jamison Crowder, and Denzel Mims with Chris Herndon, uh, that's not bad. I do, And I'm not a homer on that. That's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. All of these really bad – the Bengals with a full year of, of uh, Joe Burrow, most likely going to wind up with Penny Seal to protect him. That team's going to be way better. I just don't think you're going to see the haves and the have nots like you had this year. This year you had six teams that were borderline Mm non-competitive. I don't think that's happening again. I think you're going to have a lot of teams like the Jets beating the the Rams
0: next year. Just an example because it's what happened last year. Right. You think those upsets will still happen even though this time won't be as different? Because the schedule the ske- We'll be back on schedule No,
1: I just think the, the discrepancy yeah. in talent Is is going to be Much closer Because most of the bad teams have money I mean, really think about The, 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 the seven teams with the most money in the NFL mm-hmm. uh, Jaguars who pick one mm-hmm. Jets who pick two Dolphins who pick three Granted, it's Houston's pick uh, And Bengals who pick five
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, that's And this is going to be a buyer's market Because you're going to see deals that blow your mind uh, Stephen Tao asked me what the, uh, what the word is on Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's another one that's been tied to the Jets, the connection with Rob Salah when they were in Jacksonville. I'll be honest with you. I think the receiver market starts with the Jets because they're the team that's going to spend big boy money. They're going to go get who they want. I mean, they have, by the time they cut, uh, it's they have three players. It's two guards and Henry Anderson, the defensive tackle. That doesn't fit the scheme. By the time they cut those three, they have 80-some-odd million dollars. They're going to dictate the market because mm-hmm. Jacksonville's not spending on a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this, and you just 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 remember that I said this. Watch Von Miller wind up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. Okay. I got a little a little birdie was in my ear, and it made all the sense in the world. There's no connection to Urban Meyer. I'll save you the Google search because I've already done it. Mm-hmm. But just just watch. Hmm. Chris Enfield said the Dolphins finished 10-6 and six and have money to spend. You're exactly right. Yeah. That's why the Dolphins are one of the teams I told you to put a futures bet on them going to the Super Bowl next mm-hmm. year. Do I think they can win it? No. But if they wind up with Deshaun Watson and have a trillion dollars, that team could be way better than what you saw this year.
0: Yeah. And that was a team that damn near made the playoffs. Yeah, I put, I put Indianapolis a little bit ahead of them, especially if they – If Colts well, made the
1: playoffs. So Colts, right, they're not get getting big, the same level of odds on True. 80 that you're getting on. True, it, and uh, and
0: I'm not I'm not talking about the gambling odds. I'm just talking about the future projection for me, for them. I I've got them a little bit ahead of the Dolphins uh because they have more money to spend than the Dolphins. And it's a franchise that normally doesn't make horrible decisions. No. And if they're able to get Carson Wentz, I think that's a, that's a major game changer for them. It is.
1: Carson Wentz is markedly better than Phillip Rivers is at this point.
0: Mm -hmm. I fully agree with that. Um, Who do you think will... I mean, do you think all of these teams are going to go all in? Spend every dime that they have? To You're going
1: to have to narrow that question down markedly more than you just did.
0: <laughs> All of these teams,
1: what teams are you talking
0: the about? The teams that have money. The teams uh, that we've already mentioned well, that have four the of them money.
1: Well, four of them have so much money that they're going to have to spend it because there's a cap floor.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the, the Jaguars, Colts, Jets, and Patriots are going to have to spend a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Because their active cap spending right now is below, let's say, I think the percentage is you have to roll 90% over three years. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong on that. I'm ninety-nine percent sure I'm right. The Jets were thirty-some odd million dollars on the cap during the season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I mean you're going to see stupid money. Yeah. Now, you're going to see stupid money. Matt Judon's going to get. See, this is the weird part of this: is that you have several teams that have so much money that they have to spend. Mm-hmm. The Jets are going to have eighty-five million dollars. I, I, I pulled it to see how, what the number actually Ooh. was. Okay. The Jaguars can have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> With a new coach and a new GM. Uh, you don't think they're going to spend? Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're going to see the the, the per-player deals. Like, Matt Judon's not getting Von Miller, Khalil Mack money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a, a step below them anyway. Right. But, I mean, I can see Matt Judon getting $13 million, $12 million. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, same thing. Mm-hmm. They find one flaw. They're going to find a reason to not spend on you because they don't have any competition. I mean, you got to think, it, it, take Allen Robinson, for example. I'm going to take the Bucks out because you have 31 players. So right. you really don't count. No. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are eight teams that have more than $25 million. That's all of the competition for Matt Judon, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And two of those teams are the Broncos and the Bengals who don't need a receiver. So where's the market? All right, Washington could fire a deal at, at Allen Robinson or Gallaudet. That, by the way, that makes that makes so much sense. It just made my head hurt. <laughs> but there's no competition. Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Culture and, and the Patriots are going to be able to just
0: cherry pick whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's not like you have anybody bidding against you because nobody has that much money.
0: So then I have to ask you: Are you still down on uh, on the Patriots next year? Yes.
1: Yes, because who's your quarterback? Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's say it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Right.
1: Uh, so you're telling me that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be markedly better coming away from Kyle Shanahan, who's a better play caller than Josh McDaniels. I will f- I will fight that to my dying day. And if you want to argue with me, I have stats that will back me up precipitously. Uh, so he's going to leave the better play caller. There's better weapons in San Francisco. It's not even close. The lines are pretty close, and the 49ers' defense is better. Mm-hmm. So you think he's going to go to New England and be better. Okay, then. I need you to explain that to me real slow. Don't use big words. Because it makes no sense. I've heard this all offseason. Oh, Garoppolo winds up in, in New England.
0: Okay. And? it makes them better. Does it, though? I mean, yeah, I would say I mean to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is a markedly better quarterback than Cam Newton. Okay, what did what did New when New England was sex, successful this year, what did they do? Were they successful at any they, point I in I mean, this they season? won
1: seven games, so yeah, they were successful <laughs> at some point. What did New England do well in games they've won? We talked about football. this all the time. Run the ball. So you ran the ball because you had Michael Onwenu who was your that was your crystal the the the, the the crown jewel of your draft class. Mm-hmm. And Joe Thuney. What do they do? Run block. Mm-hmm. Thoney's a free agent, by the way. And I don't think he's coming back. So you're telling me you're going to take one of the most immobile quarterbacks in the NFL, put it behind that line that doesn't that does not pass block well. <laughs> and oh yeah, he's a fucking statue that holds the ball too long. Good luck with that. No, I don't I actually don't think Jimmy Garoppolo makes them a, a lick better. <laughs> you still have no weapons. <sighs> And you're still going to be paying Garoppolo $25 million, which takes them out of damn near everything. New England's one of those teams that, yeah, they have money, but you also have to remember, this is without all of those opt-out guys on the cap because they're on the, uh, was it, the non-football-related illness, the NFI list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, currently their number does not count. So Dante, Hightower, all of those guys, they're not on the cap sheet. Yes, they have money because the dead number from from Tom came back. You also have no quarterback, mm-hmm. and you have no receivers, and you have a shitload of free agents. J.C. Jackson is a free agent who will get a reasonably big offer. He was in the top what, top four in the NFL interceptions this year. Yeah, yeah, somebody's going to throw money at him mm-hmm. because there's not a ton of defensive guys on the market. So, yeah, I I look at New England and go, you're in the worst shape of damn near any team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Name me who's worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's in I mean, worst shape? The Lions. I disagree with you. The Lions aren't in worse shape than I the Patriots. I disagree with you. The Lions have two first-round
1: picks in the next two drafts. Uh, the Lions are going to have money to spend coming out of their ears. Name three players on that team.
0: On the Lions team? Mm-hmm.
1: DeAndre Swift. You see how yeah, you got real quiet? Swift Swift
0: DeAndre Swift, Jeff Akuda, and
1: then you get to uh, Trey Flowers. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be gone in a year. <laughs> They're gonna have more money than they know what to do with, with four first-round picks in two years, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have the number one pick most likely in next year's draft. To take Sam Howell. Yes, they're in markedly better shape
0: than the New England Patriots are. Okay, uh, I wasn't necessarily thinking into the future. I was just thinking year over year. But uh, you can't think year over year, right? Uh, see, that's how that's what teams
1: like the Carolina Panthers do. Again, not trying to just bash the Panthers, but this Teddy Bridgewater thing's blowing my mind. Right. That's how you wind up in purgatory forever. I'm talking state of the franchise. You name me a team that's in worse shape. Stephen Tao said Houston. Okay, here would be my argument to that. You have an asset that's getting ready to fund your draft board chest for the next three years. Does New England have that? No. Nope. Houston could wind up, now granted they're not going to have a quarterback. Here's something we had not talked about. It's entirely possible that Houston's worst team in the league next year. And Houston lines up with Sam Howell. And then, yeah, you're in hellaciously better shape. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have multiple first-rounders in the next two drafts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're in better shape. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, you have an asset that could lead to you having two first-round picks this year. You have a young quarterback that was okay. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he was a project anyway. He was better in year one than I could have ever imagined him to be. I'm still not sold, and I still don't think he's a quarterback, but it's better than I thought it was
0: going to be. Right. And you've got a running back and you've got a young wide receiver that hopefully will develop into something. You've got, you've got tiny pieces with Philadelphia that makes them a little bit better. But the quarterback situation there is awful.
1: Alex Center has a good point that uh, not many people leave New England and go back. Uh, Patrick Chung, by the way, would be the answer to who's left and come back.
2: Because
1: mm. I think he's done it like 11 times. <laughs> Anybody named McCordy, if they've left New England, they have immediately, <laughs> like a boomerang, come right back. But that's because their system fits. The thing about New England that's always cracked me up is this is a system. Whether it's the receivers, defensive guys, you're playing in a system and you fit this really – that was one thing Bill did well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that he found pieces that fit into that system, and he made them really good. Very Kyle Van Noy in New or in uh, Miami is one of the few that have ever left and found another system that was like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: because Pat Matricia's system was not exactly like Bill Belichick's, even though he ran the defense, it wasn't the same system,
2: right?
0: What is the, the only way they make a deal is if Aaron Rodgers decides to go to Texas. And I don't see that happening. Are you talking about
1: the only way that the Texans make a deal on Deshaun Watson? I disagree Mm -hmm. with
0: you vehemently.
1: Yeah. See, right now, the the Texans are doing exactly what they should do right now. You don't have any reason, currently, to be fielding trade calls and things like that. You don't. You can't make this move for another month. Mm -hmm. So, you can take this month. You know what these teams are going to offer. Hell, I'll tell you what they're going to offer. I've said it on this show numerous times. These are the offers you're going to get. That godfather deal where you get five first-rounders is not coming. So if that's what you're holding out hope for, good luck. Mm-hmm. But they know what they're going to get. So they can sit here for a month and bide time, and they're going to be the number one story on on every sports talk show for the next month. Because now we have nothing to talk about. We're not going to talk about the NBA, because the only thing we're going to talk about the NBA right now is Mark Cuban and how fucking absolutely idiotic his response <laughs> to this National Anthem thing was. Right. Of which, if you want to talk about that on this show, cool. Because I can say fuck on this show. Because my response to that is going to be, it's going to start with fuck and it's going to end with Mark Cuban. Nice. I don't like being talked to like I'm an idiot. What did he say? I didn't even see. Oh, wait. This was an ongoing discussion and we didn't make any decision. You oh, shit.
0: You said yesterday that you
1: would talk to Adam Silver. Don't talk to me like I'm a moron. Right. You know, Mark Cuban, just because you got more money than God does not mean you can talk to me like I'm a moron.
0: I don't know how I got off on this. I didn't mean to. I don't know. I don't know either. Because that's the only thing really to talk about in the NBA is that. Uh, that's that that, the that point was the you were point trying to that make. I was trying to make,
1: yeah. <laughs> what I mean, yeah, the Texans want to keep Deshaun Watson. There's yep. not a path. Every I mean, person i talk to, no, there's no, okay, There is a path to keeping what's, what's path? Deshaun
0: Watson, but if you do that, he, you know, you risk that that he won't play. You risk that he won't he won't show up. I mean, they don't don't have have to trade him. I don't don't think you have any risk
1: that. I don't think there's any risk that he's not going to show up. Deshaun Watson's going to play. Deshaun Watson's going to cash checks, and
0: Deshaun Watson's going to play. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that's what I believe, but I don't know how pissed off he is at this point. That's what
1: every person in the NFL I've talked to has said. He's not going to pull the levy on Bell thing.
2: Mm -hmm. However,
1: he can make it really uncomfortable. This is the leader of the team. This is the only voice that would be in this locker room because J.J. Watt's not coming back. I don't give a fuck who your quarterback is. I don't care if it's Deshaun Watson or uh, 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 Joe Falco. I don't care. J.J. Watt's gone. They're not paying him $19 million for what this team's going to be. Will they going to be able to get? for Like a, a three for him?
2: For J.J. Watt?
1: Yeah. I could see them getting a conditional two and a five. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a one. He's too old. No. And he stays hurt all the time. He's too and old, he's expensive he too much money. as hell. Yeah. So no, I, I mean I don't think it's going to be copious amounts, but they do. Uh, the, the, the Just what I'm trying to say is that somebody had said they were in worse shape than uh, New England. Yeah. I don't know. They have assets. New England has nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What does New England have currently that you would want?
2: <laughs> I'll wait.
1: You give me the asset that would that would actually fetch above a three. A Jackson. Uh, Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore is free agent. J.C. Jackson. He's a free agent. A free agent. He's a restricted free agent, but you you done boo-boo kidding J.C. Jackson. Now, you can franchise Stephon Gilmore, but I got news for you. He ain't (sighs) worth what what you think he is. He's 33 years old. Mm -hmm. That's my point. The, The cover is completely bare. You have no extra draft capital. You have no talent. You have no quarterback. And once you have a quarterback, you have no money. There's there is no bearer cupboard in the world than New England Patriots. Sorry, if you're a Patriots fan, that's uh, sorry. You got twenty years, and now you get to eat shit for about ten.
0: Right. <laughs> Tough luck. I'll cry for you. I promise. Uh, who uh, who who is there a guy that you just find the perfect fit for that you really want to happen? The deal that you really want to happen this off season. Is it Deshaun Watson to Miami? Is Deshaun it Watson Judon? to Miami makes the most sense.
1: I don't think that's going to happen. I think Matthew Judon, <gasps> Matthew Judon and one of the receivers wind up with the Jets. Uh, the Jaguars, I've, I, the, the Von Miller thing makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're going to try to build a defense and a line. The good thing for Jacksonville is they have draft capital, and this is a good offensive line draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody had met, mentioned uh, Miners, that that center from Wisconsin-Whitewater that became a thing at the... At the Senior Bowl? Yeah, yeah. I got news for you. If you're not willing to take him in the second round, you're not going to get him. Just not. He was that good. Mm-hmm. He might go in the first round. It would slightly shock me because there's too many interior linemen that I have ahead of him. Rayshon Slater's ahead of him. Uh... uh White Davis from Ohio State's ahead of him, but then he falls in right behind
0: that. Darasol.
1: Christian Darasol's outside. He's a uh, tackle. Oh, okay. He projects as a tackle. Some teams think he could be a guard. I don't think his feet are good enough for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like him as a right tackle. There's not high level offensive line talent in this draft. Like There's Penny Sewell, and uh, Ray Sean Slater is not that guy. He's just very versatile. Right. That's what's going to get him overdrafted, in my opinion. I think he's very good. I just I don't see this guy ever making Pro Bowls. Christian Darris saw the same thing. I think he'll be a fanta- I think he'll be a fine right tackle. I don't think he's ever going to be a Pro Bowler. Right. But there are guys that if you're trying to build a line around, say, oh, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence, you can do markedly better than what you're doing right
2: now. Mm-hmm.
1: But now you ask me a deal that I really want to see. The more I think about it, the more I think about Kenny Galladay and Washington. Washington needs another guy on the outside. And I like Gandy Golden a lot, but Terry McLaurin can play in the slot. If I have Gandy Golden and and uh, uh, Galladay on the outside, it, I'm, I'm good with that. Alex Smith and and Heineke at quarterback with Antonio Gibson mm-hmm. and that defense. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, in Washington, the offense doesn't have to be that good. They've not turned the ball over. It's the reason I'm convinced Alex Smith's coming back. They will look at Alex Smith and go, "It's your job." Mr. Never turns the ball over. Yep. And that's how, I, that's how I would wager that,
0: goes. guess. Mm-hmm. With uh, Taylor Heineke being re-signed yesterday, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm glad to see you've come over to my side <laughs> <laughs> today.
1: Now, the Taylor Heineke
0: thing has nothing to do with that.
1: What? The, the Alex Smith coming back. That the, They have nothing to do with one another. I, I already explained this to you once. Let me do it again. Uh, if Alex Smith comes back, is Taylor Heineke an overpaid backup? Remember, this is a guy who almost lost a fucking leg.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so paying Taylor Heineke $4 million, is that an overpay if he's the backup? No. No. Uh, if Alex Smith decides to retire, is Taylor Heineke a fine one-year stopgap if you draft a quarterback? Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. We have four people in this room. Three of them are nodding, and you're the ones not. You're <laughs> wrong. Uh, okay, what are you, how are you going to do better? What's better, Teron Taylor, who's 306 years old? Mm -hmm. Because that's about where you're at. I mean, Washington has money. They don't have money like that. Right. So, I mean, you tell me where I'm wrong. (laughs) I would say so. That Taylor Heineke's a fine one-year stop. Okay, who's better? What can Washington get that is better than that? You're picking at 19. You have no bullets in the gun in terms of trading up to get a quarterback. Mm -hmm. They will all be gone by 19. All five first-round quarterbacks will be gone by 19. All right, so I would is, say somebody
0: in that area, in the the, the, the Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod. Well, Jacoby Brissett's going
1: to cost about twenty million dollars. So I don't know how the hell you think he's going to get to Washington,
0: who has twenty nine million bucks. I seriously doubt he's getting that much money. Uh, I
1: will bet you a dollar to any. I'll bet you a dollar to any donut you want to gets more than fifteen. <laughs> really, him and Mr. Trubisky both. Uh, oh. You remember that uh, at Fat Camp, uh, a bag of Skittles becomes state tartar. Well, currently the quarterback market in the NFL is Fat Camp. And they're feeding you a lot of celery, and you're looking for a damn T bone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Jacoby Percet's
1: a little bit better than a dog treat, but you know what it's better than? Celery. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I couldn't fork over that much money to, to That's those the guys. Point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. You got everybody wanting to make a change, and. Some, some Adam Schefter had you with 18
1: quarterback transitions mm-hmm. this year, and the Rams weren't one of them. That was not one of the ones we were intending. Right. When I did the math, I didn't even think about them, and I was at 16 that were no doubt.
2: Mm-hmm. Where
1: are they going to come from? There's five draftable quarterbacks. Two of them shouldn't play this year under any circumstances. So where are they going to come from? Who are you going to start?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It gets very Case Keenum, Jacoby Brissett, Colt McCoy-ish in a hurry. And Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett's the best of the bunch. He started the most games out of all of them. Most starting experience, best bridge quarterback, most talented quarterback. I think he's more talented than Mitch Trubisky, and I don't think it's all that close. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best free agent quarterback on this in this market. I see Ron agreeing with me.
0: That's, I mean, I guess you're, I, yeah. I, Sure.
1: At Fat Camp, a dog treat <laughs> becomes steak tartare.
0: <laughs> okay, and I that's guess. where we're at. I don't know. It's just he's never done anything to make. And I said this when he got signed <laughs> to the twenty million dollar deal with the Indianapolis Colts. He'd never done anything to make me feel like he deserves that kind of money. That he would bring any kind of return on that investment. Ooh, and
1: so far, I was right. Ooh, Luke Haynes had a.
0: Had a spicy,
1: spicy on YouTube. I'm gonna read his comment and then I'm gonna go off about it. Okay. Uh, he said, "I'm gonna say if someone is pro Gina Carano and anti Colin Kaepernick regarding their profession, you're a hypocrite, point blank." Here's the thing: I wasn't anti either one of them. You have the right to say whatever you want to. The fact that they, you know, c- that your employer cuts you loose, they have the, the right to do that. Mm-hmm. There's no anti anything. You say whatever you want to. You can say whatever lunatic shit you want to, and I'm not saying either of what they said was was that. I don't even, to this day, I don't know what Gina Carano said. I saw screenshots. The ones I saw were very poor word-choicing, and I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I never I, I never said you're not entitled to say whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. You can say whatever you want to. Just expect there's going to be backlash. Yes. I also said if Colin Kaepernick was Lamar Jackson, he would have had a job. Uh, he wasn't, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Let me put it this way. And this is going to be that uh, spicy, spicy. If you want to say spicy shit, you better be real good at what you do. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, then you will get left behind in no time. Yeah. Because you're not worth a headache. Whether they agree with you or not, it doesn't matter. Because not it. Let me ask I, I want to ask a question across all of the platforms. YouTube, Facebook, in the comments. Name one thing that people can universally agree on right now. Yo, uh, <laughs> Tom Brady's greatest of all time. I, all right, there's one. I got, I got one. <laughs> uh, anything else? Can we even agree on what fucking day it is? Yeah, I think uh, universally we can all. Yeah, say you'd be good. shocked. Somebody's gonna be like, "Nope, I, today identifies as Wednesday." <laughs> Fuck off. That, that's how stupid. No, going by the original
0: Gregorian calendar, today would be a Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how stupid arguments of of this nature have gotten, <laughs> right? Uh, nobody agrees on anything Mm -hmm. it is insane
0: yeah I've you know uh, unless you have said something just completely you know inhumane I guess I have never said you can't say or you don't have a right to say what you want what Jeremy said Zach's absolutely right if Stephen
1: Tao said it perfectly Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. Exactly, I have said that for as long as I've had a microphone in front of my face. Mm -hmm. You can say whatever you want to say once. You can say the most lunatic shit you want to one time. Mm -hmm. I could get he and I could come on ESPN Radio and do a two-hour show called "The Fuck Fuckity Fuck Fuck Fuck." (laughs) We'd do it once.
0: We'd do it for about 10 seconds. No, we'd get longer than that. Oh, yeah, possibly. We'd get longer than that. If the boss was on a conference call, it might last 30 minutes. (laughs) Yes. Before the uh, door got broken down and we were kicked out of the studio. Yeah, I mean, you can say whatever you want Mm -hmm. to. Once. Uh, And it doesn't mean that you're smart and it doesn't mean that you're right. It just means that that's what you believe And. You know, if what you say is stupid, then the market's going to dictate what your fate is. Now, now and when you say something, you know, when you say something about Nazis on Facebook, I didn't even see what she said either, but I saw the references. Uh, well, and here's
1: the thing: what no, the the, the the what Brian said was it was a transgender thing. That was a long time ago. Yeah. The thing that they're talking about right now is she basically, and I don't know the verbatim, so forgive me if I right. get this wrong. She compared being a conservative in Hollywood to being uh to, to the tyranny of Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. What she was trying to say is that you can't say anything against the the she was comparing the hierarchy of Hollywood to the Third Reich. <laughs> That's a very poor choice of guess what Disney producers don't like that shit. Yeah they don't like that at all. And they shouldn't. It's a stupid comparison. It's and it's and it was a really poor choice of words.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Here now here's what I will say. It's hard to be a conservative and talk radio. Absolutely. Uh, I, I I know one. I've met a guy. <laughs> met a feller. He looks like a big lumberjack and wears a backwards hat most days. Yeah, Because you get a lot of shit. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be a conservative in media, check my Twitter mentions. I delete a lot of them because they're subhuman. Mm-hmm. I've been told in the last six months to get killed in a car wreck, jump off a bridge, and drown myself in a bathtub. So I'm not saying I agree with her at all. What I'm saying is, I understand the point she was trying to make. She just made it very, very, very poorly. Mm-hmm.
0: And your your employer has the right to do what he Absolutely. wants to. I, I look at this in the same way as my initial reaction to the Mark Cuban thing. Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban owns the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't want to have the National Anthem played before his games, it's his right. No, it's not. No, well, it's not. we found out later that it wasn't. But yeah, at, no, the, at the moment before we knew that that was in the rule book, because I didn't know that was in the NBA rule book that all teams had to play it, um, but apparently it is, and the NBA came out and corrected that after the story got out yesterday that Cuban said, we haven't been playing it, and we're not gonna be playing it. And they said, oh, yes, you will. But that's the thing, like, as long as, you know, if you have a business, you can decide to do with that business what you want to, but here's the thing, the market can come back and decide, guess what, buddy, you want a basketball team in the state of Texas. If that had been allowed to stand, I wouldn't have been shocked at how – you could have thrown any number at me and said, this is how much money the Dallas or the uh, Dallas Mavericks lost in the last year since they stopped playing the National Anthem, and I would believe it. Because that's just a touchy subject for a lot of people, well, I mean, especially the, in that area. Here's
1: the thing. You know what Mark Cuban learned yesterday? Uh, at the end of the day, your employer uh, – these all play into the same thing. If you try to force the hand of your employer, it's going to bite you. Adam Silver, at the end of the day, is the czar of the NBA. Mm -hmm. He tried to force an issue. That's what Mark Cuban tried to do at the end of the day. He tried to push his narrative and do it, and nobody noticed it. You want me to tell you the most disturbing thing about that? The commissioner of your league didn't know you weren't playing the national anthem for 12 fucking games. He said yesterday, oh, do they show it on television that much? Yeah, they do. Because on regionalized television, they have 11 minutes to kill between the the start of the broadcast broadcast Mm -hmm. and tip-off. You know what's happening in that time? National, National anthem. anthem. So they show it all the time. The commissioner of the league didn't even know that. Yep. You tried to force the hand and he very quickly said, No, 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 no. You're not forcing my hand. This is Kevin Warren with Big Ten all over again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to force you to my uh, I'm trying to force you to bend to my will. Not gonna work. Yep. And he got exactly what it, and it was predictable as hell that he got exactly what what we all thought
0: he was gonna get. Mm-hmm. Because the PR hit would have been too great for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Adam Silver had to step in and say something, because that falls on him. It's his organization. You know, he's the head of the organization. The Dallas Mavericks are a member of that organization, and if that was allowed to stand, that would reflect badly on the league. And the league's already fighting too many, um, too many of these image issues. Yep. Right now.
1: And, and for better. I mean, or how many, worse, I, I, And here's how the may, thing: if you I can have... get mad about that. The, the numbers bear it out. Of, of what? Because I, I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to say, oh, it shouldn't hurt the NBA that the social justice thing. I'm not saying it should hurt it. I'm saying it did. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, that's not even a debatable topic. Mm-hmm. That's as non-debatable as saying today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. That, that, uh, look at the fucking numbers. What changed? Oh, they were playing without fans. Who gives a shit? So was the, NBA, so was the NFL. Hurt their numbers? Not nearly not as really. much. Oh, it's cord cutting. Oh, weird. Uh, cord cutting didn't hurt the NFL that much. Strange.
0: Younger audience. It's a younger audience, more connected.
1: Uh, in basketball? Yeah. Not true. It's actually historically not true. That's a, I, I've always laughed at that myth that the NBA has a younger audience. No, it doesn't. It has a very loyal, uh, about my age, I'm 33 to about 48 demo. That's the NBA's demo. It's not a younger demo. It's bullshit. It's a false narrative. It's a lie that you have been told forever, and people just go, okay. No. Younger people don't watch the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's their third best demographic, if that number still holds true. Really? 18
0: to 33
1: is the third best
0: demographic in the NBA. Huh. That's surprising to me.
1: 65, or uh, uh, 48 to 65, 33 to 48 are both better. Mm-hmm. 65 plus is not good. <laughs> not at <laughs> 65 all. 65 plus is not exactly the NBA's real house.
0: Because they miss Bob Cousy. Yeah, they're too busy they... watching
1: baseball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, is, this is very true as well. Uh, the state of the NBA right now—it's—it's um, it's not good. He, right. The commissioner it's, of the league
1: didn't know one of their teams was not playing the national
0: anthem for twelve games. Look, I know. I, I think that's the best state <laughs> of the NBA I can give you. <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell what teams are good, which teams are going to show up on what night. Uh, you know, who's going to have a not even a full roster? Who's going to have the eight minimum guys that you're going to need to take the floor every night? Um, Hornets. The Hornets. What? The Hornets. The Hornets? What about the Hornets? The Hornets are good.
2: Mm-hmm. The Hornets are good. Mm-hmm.
0: Even though they got shellacked by uh, Memphis last week. Because I bet on them. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> Jeremy says, uh, Charlotte's the better team. You should take them as the underdog. And they got spanked by yep. what was it, I'm the,
1: 17? Yeah, I'm the black dog of NBA betting right now. <laughs> uh, if I bet it, I will kill it. Was what, that of Mice and Men? Uh, the, the big guy that pets the bird and really kills it? Lenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that. I, I find a bet and I go, oh, man, I'll squeeze out a you whatever its head came up in my hand. <laughs> I'm like 7 and 22 in the last two weeks. Yeah, was- I mean, it's. I swear to God I could have given a baby kitten a betting sheet and put ink on its paws and whatever you touch, I'll bet, and it would have been better.
0: What was, your, what was your official record last night? again? Two and it, three. Oh, you were two and three? Yeah, I
1: actually finally won two games.
0: Finally? Yeah, it was You it was added tough. an extra one. Yeah, it was tough.
1: I had an extra game, I added an extra win. There we go. Tonight I'm going to bet every game, and I'll go three and 46.
0: There you go. That's improvement, though. Day after day, improvement. Yeah, by percentage, it ain't much of an improvement. <laughs> but with the state of the NBA the way it is right now, when you hear uh, record talk, because last night the Chicago Bulls, had a first in the NBA. It's the first time that two teammates had hit eight or more three-pointers together in a game. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine and Kobe White. Zach Levine
1: had him a day. Zach Levine's a good basketball player.
0: Mm-hmm. Chicago's done... the most inferior By the way,
1: uh, here's a fun stat. I have met the last seven Chicago Bulls games. How many do you think I've gotten
0: right? None. Five. You're too high. One. You're too high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: 0 and seven in the last seven Bulls games.
0: Is that I hate p- the Bulls? Is that always picking them or no? Just, just... No,
1: I waffle. I watch them and I'm like, oh, you're good, and then they play the next night, they're bad, and then they're you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> this is the worst, god awful streak I've ever gone through. I feel like Chuck Knobloch at this point betting NBA basketball. Like Uh-oh. the ball comes to me. And I go, I gotta throw it to first, and then I just go, Yah!
0: yeah, oh shit, I throw it in the right field. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, how do you, how, do you compartmentalize records like this in today's NBA, where the game has just changed and guys are shooting way more and they're shooting from the fucking logo half the time and all of that. I don't know. To me, these shooting records seem pretty hollow. Oh, they are. In today's NBA. Like, I mean, that's cool. It's it's cool that Kobe White's going to be, you know, in the record books now. Forever, probably, in that category. Well, until, I don't know, until Steph Curry and Clay Thompson come back next year. (laughs) And and they just focus one game on beating that record because they want to hold it. But there was another story today about uh, Seth Curry and how Seth Curry is on he, he's on pace to be the most prolific shooter in a single season in NBA history. The guy through the first was 26 games of the season hasn't missed a free throw. He's like 31 and 31 31 of 31 from the line. He's shooting over 50% from three-point range and shooting over 50% from the floor. If he's able to maintain this for the next two-thirds of the NBA season, he'll be the first guy to ever do it. Now it's cool that, you know, Seth Curry, I didn't even realize coming into the season how, you know, prolific of a shooter he was, being one of the, you know, he's got one of the highest shooting percentages of anybody. He's got a better shooting percentage than his brother from three-point range. So he's a great shooter. We all knew that. But. I just kind of look at these things and go, yeah, okay. I mean, it's the NBA. Everybody's, everybody seems like they can score fifty a night.
1: Oh yeah, the scoring in the NBA has gotten insane. Uh,
0: it's, it's. It,
1: that's why it's so hard to bet this. By the way, I, I've been I've been getting inundated with uh, questions of why are you still betting the NBA? Because I have to. Because we have a segment <laughs> that has been burrowed into our show since the day it was concepted. I don't have a choice and I'm not betting hockey prop bets. The show before us talks a lot of hockey. I don't I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Not not in North Carolina,
0: sorry. You wouldn't even, would you even know if you tried? Uh, how to do it? Or no. What to do? No, to how to actually give an educated opinion on what to bet in the NHL tonight.
1: Uh I'm still not understanding if you're at. Are you asking me, do I know? How to bet the, the NHL, or do
0: I know anything about the NHL? Do you know anything about the NHL to be able to give people pointers? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, that was kind of my point.
1: Bet on Tampa, you'll win. Uh, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow, follow Ron's advice. I'm going to bet the Lightning every night just to
0: keep the line <laughs> static. And uh, the Hurricanes. Are the Hurricanes still doing good? Yeah, they're a better than Lightning. They're, they're still up there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're the top two. They're like two of the top two yeah, top teams in the Eastern Conference. Hey, hey, hey I'm shocked all, I even knew I, there was an Eastern-Western conference.
1: Uh, Brandon Fish said, "Name a single player in the NHL: Sidney Crosby, oh, Alexander I'll, Ovechkin." Yeah, that was, uh, you th- stole mine. I don't have P.K. one. PK Subban. Okay. Oh, I could do this for a while. <laughs> I wouldn't stop for a minute. Patrick. Just Wall, because I don't he? talk about. Did you just say Patrick? Is Patrick, Patrick Wall been a, a coach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was literally a coach of a team. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I could do that for a while. Just because I don't just because I don't talk about the sport doesn't mean I don't follow it. I mm-hmm. follow baseball. Hell, I could give you 50 players in Major League Baseball. Not that I care. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I do watch Center every day. I care. I keep abreast of it. I care. Oh, fish in the name of Hurricane, shit. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Stahl. Let's see. I was going to go Eric Stahl. I know that Rob your coach. Uh I I yeah, I knew Rob Brindamore was their coach. Let's see. Name a hurricane. Uh Irene. Uh Fran. Uh <laughs> Kingo, Andrew, <laughs> Hugo. Andrew. Uh, Hugo. I can Hugo. name a lot of hurricanes. <laughs> we're actually my my uh Ed Reed. Hot fiance, Amy and I are actually going to a uh, hockey game on Saturday. Are you? Yeah, we're going down to Greenville. I haven't seen Are you last... going to
0: see the swamp rabbits? Yeah, we are and I'm buying
1: a Jersey. It's <laughs> happening. And I'm going to wear it. Don't do that. No, I'm it's doing it. It's as
0: stupid as jersey. It, no,
1: it's not. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Piss off.
0: <laughs> swamp Rabbit. It's <laughs> dumb. It was so much better when it was the Gladiators. Such a cooler logo, too. Y- you're trying to convince
1: oh, me right. that they were better as the Gladiators than the Swamp Rabbits?
0: Yes. This is the
1: same guy that liked the, b- b- what was it, the Burlington Sock Puppets? I mean, it was cute for a minor league team.
0: <laughs> this is a minor league team. Yeah, but it's not cute. It's just dumb. <laughs> to me, I don't, I don't know. Stephen Ice skating rabbits is like a dumb idea to me.
1: Stephen said Tag's not allowed to make fun of any jersey after last week. Comment of the year. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> to my knowledge, his wife has still not figured out uh, why that was funny. Uh, uh, and I'm waiting.
0: I'm waiting for it. It's not going to happen. It, if, if, if she ain't picked it up uh, this... Quickly, it's never going to happen. This is Wendell. So you know. This is a
1: Wendell Sapp jersey
0: from McDonald's <laughs> University.
1: <laughs> Ma- it's Mac Arnold.
0: Uh, since you brought it up, uh, baseball players. Mac Arnold.
1: That's right. I keep fucking that up.
0: <laughs> since you brought up baseball players, I do have to say I'm I'm pretty upset today. Um, Andrew Benintendi has been traded from the Boston Red Sox to the Kansas City Royals. Three-team deal. Boston ends up getting five guys back. It's just one of those things that. This is a guy who was such a, you know, such an important piece of a championship team. And I know he had two two rough years in a row. He only played 14 games last year and hit 103, I think it was. 103, 108, somewhere in there. Um, but he's one of the guys that like he was one of the fan favorites. You think about think back to the to the you know the really good teams that we had over the past you know five years, You had Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Andrew Benintendi, one of the best outfields in all of Major League Baseball. If you had told me three years ago that one of, that none of those guys would still be around today, I would have laughed in your face. Um, and now they're t- they're saying that the six and a half million dollars or whatever it was they saved on Andrew Benintendi, they might bring back Jackie Bradley Jr. If you'd have told me he'd be the one left, I really would have laughed in your face. but it's just one of those it's one of those things when you have a fan favorite guy that gets traded. what are you doing? Keep talking keep We're talking <laughs> your baseball <bicycle> shit <laughs> When you have a fan favorite uh, that gets traded, it's always a sad sad scenario. What are you doing <sighs>
1: I'm going to go run my head into this wall at full speed if you keep talking about fucking baseball.
0: <laughs> uh, there, were, there really will be uh, no better storyline in baseball this year than the uh, starting lineup, uh, starting rotation of the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have done a fantastic job. The San Diego Padres uh, may just give them a run for their money in the NLS. That wasn't near hard enough. I was waiting to hear a crash and then I would stop. It
1: has a signature on it. I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> it's an autographed helmet. You can't possibly do that. <laughs> Be sure to like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. I'm Tate Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. Yeah. As insufferable as he ever is. I can't hear <laughs> shit. <laughs> We'll be with you this afternoon on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Back here tomorrow morning, live from the Wicked Weed studio, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. We'll see you this afternoon.